Do you have concerns about the future of your team? Or does your company utilize succession planning that seems to be ineffective? Or maybe you're feeling that you need additional leaders within your team, but you're uncertain how to develop those new leaders. Succession planning is often neglected, maybe even ignored. And in those cases where succession planning exists, it seems to be ineffective. The success of a team rises and falls on leadership, so the future of your team is dependent upon succession planning. And you can set your team up for success in the future with effective planning. But effective planning isn't an event, or it isn't a meeting, or it isn't a document that you complete. You may have a meeting scheduled with your leadership team to review succession planning. But don't fall victim to the illusion that meeting represents effective succession planning. You have to view succession planning as a daily activity. And in this podcast, I'll share with you activities that will ensure the future success of your team. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. This is the Rookie Leaders Podcast. It's the podcast offering leadership lessons to newbies. My name is Michael Tanner, and with 30 years of leadership experience, it's my mission to help you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. And that's so that you can positively impact business results as well as the lives of those you lead. Before I start talking with you about succession planning, let me quickly make you aware of our leadership calculator. I assume you're listening to this podcast because you want to improve your leadership. And to improve your leadership, you must first measure it. And our free calculator provides you an objective leadership score and details for improving your leadership based on your results. I'll talk to you a little bit more about the leadership calculator at the end of our show. So for now, let's talk about success, building a successful future for your team. Now, again, in the corporate world especially, this is oftentimes called secession planning. So who is going to secede you in your leadership role or or maybe who's going to secede other leaders in their particular role? Maybe you are a leader of leaders. So you're in an organization where you have people reporting to you that also are in leadership positions. And so it's very important that as an organization, as a business, you're kind of planning who comes next, right? Who steps into those leadership positions next? And again, it's oftentimes called succession planning. But unfortunately, in many corporations and many businesses and teams, this is viewed as maybe a once a year activity. Maybe it's a twice a year activity or so, but it's oftentimes viewed as a single activity, one meeting where maybe the leadership group or team gets together and they talk about the team members that are high potential team members that have the uh, potential or the capabilities to step into leadership roles. And maybe they talk about, well, what are the things that they, these individuals need to learn or do or whatever. And you, you have this one meeting and you call that secession planning. But unfortunately that is not truly 
building for the success of your team because it's not truly equipping and, and building up those new leaders. And so as a leader, I want to talk you through a few steps related to what you can do in order to ensure that whether it's coming behind you or after you or other leaders within your team, you can ensure the success of your future team by creating new leaders. And so I want to talk to you, especially some things that you need to be on the lookout for, and then some things that you need to be doing in order to do that. Uh, now, first of all, the first thing I want to share with you, I'm going to share the first two bullet points, major bullet points I want to share with you are quotes. Uh, but I'll then explain those quotes to you. And the first uh, bullet point I'll share with you, I had to actually look this up. I, I would have definitely uh, accredited this quote to John Maxwell. Uh, but as I looked it up, it actually was a, a quote from Tom Peters. And he says this, leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. Okay? Leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. And the first thing that I want to share with you related to this idea of succession planning is you have to create and, and maintain this mindset of creating more leaders. You have to view it as one of your primary roles as a leader to create more leaders, right? You're not trying to create more followers, as, as uh, Tom Peters' uh, quote says there. You're after and you're all about creating additional leaders, more leaders, people that will come after you and lead, or people that may go elsewhere into the organization and lead as well. But you want to view it as part of your, a major part of your role of creating more leaders. I believe that w when you um, are defining positions, when you're defining roles within an organization, so maybe you have a, a document that many will call a job description. I believe that this mindset or this responsibility to create more leaders, it should be official and it should be documented in the job description of any individual within your team, within your organization, that is serving in a leadership position, in a leadership role, the job description should formally talk about and, and, and describe this responsibility to create more leaders. That's how important this mindset is that you as a leader must be about creating more leaders. Now, I want to address a, a quick concern that I oftentimes hear about, especially from young leaders especially from leaders who are kind of just getting started and maybe they're still uh, a bit insecure in their leadership and so forth. And there is this feeling that will come over a young leader that is kind of this, this feeling of being threatened by the growth of other individuals. And I, and I believe a lot of times uh, a young leader will avoid actively trying to build up new leaders because they're they then feel threatened by that and you have to avoid that feeling you have to avoid feeling threatened by the growth of others again if you view growing more leaders as a part of your job description a part of your responsibilities this will then help you to avoid this, this feeling threatened, right? Again, new leaders, young leaders, they feel like, well, if I, if I work with another team member and they grow to be a better leader than me, they may take my job. But really, that's not the way leadership works. If you are creating more leaders, then 
you're going to be viewed upon as a good and strong leader. And therefore, you're going to be promoted yourself or something like that or, or moved on to additional or, or bigger responsibilities, whatever it might be. So don't feel threatened by their growth, but instead maintain this mindset that it is, it is part of your job. It's part of your responsibilities, a major part of your responsibilities to create more leaders. So always remember Tom Peters quote, leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. Now, for our second bullet point, I want to share with you a quote that I heard from Andy Stanley. Uh, Andy Stanley says this, do for some what you wish you could do for all. Do for some what you wish you could do for all. Now, as we talk through this, I recognize that some of you, you may have a really, really small team. Maybe you have three, four, or five team members on your team. And when you have a team that is that small, then you can do for all of them, essentially. But as your team size grows, you're certainly going to find yourself in a situation where you can't do certain things for every single team member. And so what you need to do, instead of getting paralyzed by this reality that you can't do something for everyone, and in a few minutes we're going to be talking about what are those things, what are those some things that you should be doing, but if your team is large enough, you're, you're going to recognize you can't do it for everyone, but don't get paralyzed by this idea that you can't do it for everyone, and therefore you can't do it for anyone. That is not true. What you want to do is you want to do for some what you wish you could do for all. So you may have too many team members to mentor them all. Then you're going to select some that you're going to mentor. And when you're doing this selection, when you're determining who are the some that you're going to do for, then I'm going to recommend for you to define two what I'll call inner circles. Okay, so let, again, if you've got three team members, you don't have to take this step because you can do for all three of those team members. But if you have 20 team members, then you have to define and select individuals that are going to fall within what I'm going to call these two layers of inner circle. So let's call it, let's describe it this way. We have an inner circle and then we have an inner inner circle, if you will, right? Okay, so we got two layers and you're going to define those two layers and then you're going to begin to select individuals to be inside of those two layers, okay? Uh, now, what to be looking for? You're looking at your team members and you're trying to determine who are in your inner circle and then who is in your inner inner circle uh, so that you can begin to work with them for, for the purpose of creating them or building in them, growing them as a leader. So here are the things that you want to be looking for within your team. First of all, you want to be looking for that individual that is a self-starter or a self-improver, right? You want to be looking for that individual that does not need to be pushed or driven for the purpose of improving themselves, right? You, you will see individuals like this. You will see individual that, that will come to you and they will ask you for training budget to go to this conference or to go to that course or to learn this, uh, you know, purchase this book or whatever it might be, you're going to see those individuals that are self-starters and self-improvers, and they're proactive on their own about improving themselves, right? So you're, you're going to be looking for that quality in them. If you're looking at an individual and uh, 
you have to kind of coax them or you have to push them a little bit to do something new or to try something new or to learn something new. That's probably not a, a team member for your inner circles here. Also, you're wanting to be, you're wanting to look for that team member that is already going the extra mile, right? Already doing the extra and they're doing the extra without being asked to do so, right? So whatever the task is at hand, you just know, and you, what, what happens here is you just begin to trust that that individual is not only going to do the task, but in some way, they're going to go a bit above and beyond to kind of over deliver on that task. They're already going the extra mile, not the individual that you think could go the extra mile or you wish would go the extra mile. You're looking for that team member that is already doing it. And again, they're doing that on their own. It goes back to that first point around being self-starters and self-improvers already on their own. They're going the extra mile. And then also what you want to be looking for, you want to be looking for attitude over skill set or even attitude over performance. Now, I feel like we we make a big mistake oftentimes as leaders here in our hiring process in that we look for specific skill sets. Maybe, you know, if you're hiring, hiring for a sales position, then you're looking for lots of uh, clear examples of good high skill level in sales which I don't deny that that is important. Obviously, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't want to hire someone onto your sales team that has no experience whatsoever in sales, unless maybe you're hiring an entry-level position or something like that. So I don't deny that that skill set, that, that technical skill set, if you will, it is important. But far too often in our hiring process, we focus too much on that skill set and not enough on the attitude that this person has. And the same is true when you're selecting these individuals for your inner circle for the purpose of building out leaders. You want to be looking for that person with the positive attitude. You want to be looking for that person that is just a go-getter, that is a willing to try anything. We talked about this a little bit earlier, right? They're a self-starter. They're already going the extra mile. They just simply have that positive attitude of achievement, wanting to do more, wanting to improve, wanting to be better for themselves and others as well. So you're looking for that attitude. And then the last thing that I'll say here, and it's kind of a three-part, but something that you're looking for for your inner circle, and it's related to a book that I highly recommend. So the book is by Patrick Lencioni, and it's entitled The Ideal Team Player. I highly suggest you go find this book, read this book, um, you, and you'll want your inner circle members to read this book as well. But he describes in that book what he considers, there's three characteristics of what he considers to be the ideal team player. And those three characteristics are humble, hungry, and smart. Humble meaning, you know, they're not, they're not driven by their emotions, by their ego. Um, you know, they don't, they don't carry themselves around feeling like they're better than someone else and so forth. Hungry, and hungry kind of goes to that self-starter that we talked about earlier or going the extra mile. They just want to do more. They want to be better. They're just hungry to learn more, do more, be better, and so forth. And then finally, smart. Uh, his characteristic of smart, it's not uh, IQ related, but it's related to how well does this person understand how they impact and influence other people around them. So it may be uh, people smart, if you will. So um, in, in a meeting, 
when this individual makes a comment or a suggestion, or they understand how that comment or suggestion will influence the rest of the team, the rest of the group, or how they deliver that comment. They understand how that will impact and influence the rest of the folks. So humble, hungry, and smart. Again, go find the book, The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. Highly recommend that book. That will help you identify who are the team members that you want to bring into these two inner circles that you're defining, that you're creating, such that you can do for them what you wish you could do for everyone on your team. So now you've got some individuals. You've got uh, two inner circles. You have an inner circle and an inner inner circle. And those individuals from your team that you've selected to place into those circles. Now the question becomes, well, what do you do with those individuals that are in your inner circle? There's three things here that you want to do with those individuals for the purpose of building them up as a leader. You want to mentor them, you want to coach them, and you want to delegate to them. Mentor, coach, and delegate. So let me talk to you a little bit about what those three things are. First of all, mentoring. You're going to do this with your your inner circle, not your inner inner circle. I know this is very confusing the way I'm trying to describe this verbally, but you have kind of this, this inner circle and you're going to mentor those individuals. Now, what that means is you're going to spend intentionally spend some time, some individual time, some one-on-one time with those individuals. And it's really just for the purpose of having good conversations with them related to building up the skills of leadership. They're not necessarily in a leadership role just yet, and you haven't given them any task related to leadership just yet, but you're already starting to be intentional about talking to them about leadership. And so you're going to serve as their mentor related to leadership. When you meet with them, uh, meet with them on a you know somewhat regular basis, uh, every other week, once a month, something like that. You're going to give them some of your time for the purpose of talking about leadership. And you're going to allow them to kind of drive the topics or drive the agenda in these mentoring sessions. Now, the topics or the agenda, they're they're related to leadership or they're related to growth and so forth. And you're probably going to have conversations with them around uh, certain, um, certain characteristics that they exhibit and how they maybe could improve those. What are some things that they need to start doing? What are some things that they need to stop doing? Or what are some things that they need to, to do better uh, in order to move into leadership? It's almost a career growth type of mentoring session that you're having with these individuals. But you're mentoring those individuals that are on in that inner circle, okay? Now, for those individuals that are in the inner inner circle these are the the core individuals that are most likely to become the next leaders in your team Um, if you moved out of your leadership position this inner inner circle would be the the group of individuals that you select from to replace you in your current position or if you need new leaders in your team this inner inner circle is probably who you're going to be um, uh, selecting from for those leadership positions now Inside of that inner inner circle, you are coaching and delegating to those individuals, coaching and delegating to those individuals. Now, for the other 
circle, I talked about mentoring. For this circle, you're coaching, right? Now, here's the difference as I describe it between mentoring and coaching. Within coaching, you're still having those very similar conversations that you would be having with those individuals related to mentoring them. But coaching, the, the way I view coaching, and it's the way I do my leadership coaching, incidentally, I don't call it leadership mentoring. I call it leadership coaching because a coach always gets in the game, goes to the game, goes into the game with the player. If you think about uh, basketball, right? You don't have a basketball mentor that during practice sessions, he teaches everything he knows, but then during the game, he stays in the locker room while you go out on the court as a team and you play the game of basketball. That's not what happens. The coach goes out onto the sidelines and he actually coaches you in the midst of the game. And so for this inner, inner circle, you want to take on the role as a coach. So again, yes, you're going to have those conversations, mentoring them, but then you're going to put them into the game. You're going to put them in leadership positions. And this is kind of where the delegation also comes from, comes in. You're going to put them in those leadership uh, positions or, or you're going to give them some leadership responsibilities. You're not necessarily going to promote them or put them in a titled position yet, but you're going to give them some leadership responsibilities, some leadership tasks, but you're not going to just send them on their way, go do this leadership task. No, you're going to go with them and you're going to coach them through this leadership activity, right? And so that might be that maybe you have a, um, maybe you have a weekly team meeting and you as the leader, you facilitate that team meeting. Well, you may delegate to one of these individuals in the inner inner circle, and you're going to delegate the task of facilitating the team meeting, but you're going to go to that team meeting with them. You're going to have to have conversations with them prior to this. You're going to mentor them prior to this. You're going to go to that team meeting with them. And, and if they stumble, if they trip up or whatever, you're going to kind of coach them through facilitating that meeting. And then after the game, after the meeting, you're going to debrief with them and tell them what they did well, what they need to improve on and so forth. And so coaching and delegating to these individuals in this inner, inner circle is so important. And then eventually what's going to happen is you're going to be able to delegate, truly delegate some leadership activities to these inner, inner circle individuals. And you're not going to have to go and coach with them. You're going to know they're going to have put in the reputation they're going to have done this enough with your coaching that they can now do it on their own. It's almost like a pilot. Eventually, a pilot, a student pilot, flies solo. They fly on their own. And so you're going to be able to delegate to them and leadership responsibilities or tasks, and you're going to be able to know that they can go out on their own and, and uh, serve in that leadership position. Right? And they don't need you at that point there on the sidelines with them coaching them, right? So that that inner circle, you're mentoring those individuals. The inner, inner circle, uh, you are coaching and delegating to those individuals. So let's just see what this looks like. You have a team, let's say, of 20 people, 20 team members. Well, you're going to probably pick five of those individuals that you're going to put into these circles. And you're probably going to put two of them in the inner circle, and three of them in the inner, inner circle, okay? So that's probably how the numbers kind of look or, or, or break down, okay? The other 15 
Well, they're just in the masses. And again, you can't do for everyone. You can't mentor, coach, and delegate to all 20 of those individuals, but you can do it with the five that you've selected. Okay. So that's what the the circles look like. That's what coaching and delegating looks like. Now, having said that, what's going to happen again, is you are able to delegate, coach and delegate that inner, inner circle. When the opportunity arises and your team needs a new leader, also let me highlight this. Sometimes other teams need a new leader as well. What happens because you've been coaching and you've been delegating, you can look at those individuals in your inner, inner circle and with confidence, you can promote any of those individuals into a leadership position. Unfortunately, today, what happens a lot of times, new leaders get promoted into new leadership. And when they get promoted, the person doing the promoting, they think that individual can do that. They think that individual can perform well as a leader, but they don't know that for certain. And they don't know that for certain because that individual hasn't actually done the activities of leadership before. But with this inner, inner circle, these individuals that you've been coaching and you've been delegating to, you have certainty that they can handle the activities of leadership, the responsibilities of leadership. And you're certain of that because you've actually seen them do it before. They've actually done the task before. And so when it comes to the point of you need to promote them within your own team, for your own position, maybe you're moving off and you're recommending, here's the person to secede me, or you're maybe uh, going to promote, or they're going to get promoted over into another team, into a leadership position. And by the way, don't be threatened by that. Again, you're a great leader if you're creating team members that are leaders that actually go elsewhere within the organization to lead. But you can do that promotion with certainty because you've been coaching and delegating to them. So those are the three activities Uh, What you want to be looking for, individuals that you're going to bring into your inner circle and your inner, inner circle. And with those individuals, you're going to be mentoring them, coaching them, and delegating to them. And you're going to be doing that on a daily basis because you see developing new leaders, more leaders, as a key responsibility for you in your leadership role. Okay, Mentor, coach, and delegate. Those are your three activities. Now, if you want to learn more about creating these other leaders, as Tom Peters talks about, then I'm going to suggest that you start with our leadership calculator. Uh, In the competence section of our leadership calculator report, it helps to explain how you can create other leaders. And you're going to receive a detailed report that's based on your results from the leadership calculator, as well as you're going to receive a score that you can take action on and then see that score improve. So all you have to do is head over to theleadershipcalculator.com. That's theleadershipcalculator.com. Take our free assessment. We'll give you a leadership score. We'll give you that detailed report that you need to improve your leadership. So I hope that you'll take advantage of the Leadership Calculator. So until I speak to you again next time, I want you to go mentor, coach, and delegate those individuals that you see as being future leaders and ensuring the success, future success of your team. And remember that I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well. 
This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended. But never fear, you can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com. Odds are, if you're hearing my voice right now, you are a leader who has questions or feels like this. I was new to leadership. You're just hoping to show them the, the right path and right. hope they catch on intentional saying, hey, this is the path we're taking. As a new leader, not having people work for me, how do you go about hiring people, finding right. that right team member? How do we have everybody want to be on this team because the goal that we're going for helps them, helps the company, helps everybody. Yes, this podcast is here to help with that. I share with you everything I can to help you grow into a leader everyone loves and wants to follow. But let's face it, it will take me years to share with you my 29 plus years of leadership experience via a weekly podcast episode. So if you're really serious about improving your leadership faster to positively impact business results and the lives of those you lead, I invite you to consider the Leadership Accelerator. This is the 30-day challenge I've created to teach leaders like you the principles guaranteed to improve your leadership effectiveness in just 30 days. Leaders are watching their leadership improve with every action taken in the 30-day challenge. I would even include my confidence level, even just having simple conversations with people. I don't feel the edginess of trying to have a difficult conversation. Leaders are fast-tracking their leadership growth. I feel like I gained five years worth of experience just because I've gained five years worth of knowledge. Over the course of 30 days, you'll get deep, hands-on, and step-by-step -step coaching from me on every element of our leadership equation. It's the mathematical science behind measuring your leadership. You have a predictable, measurable way of looking at leadership, that a different way that I've seen people describe it. While the Leadership Accelerator is a self-paced online course, you will also receive multiple opportunities to ask me directly your specific leadership questions. So if you're ready to commit to improving your leadership, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator right now. And if you're still on the fence, you absolutely have to do it. The word is acceleration. It'll accelerate your knowledge, your experience, your confidence. What are you waiting for? Once again, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator and sign up. I can't wait to meet you in the program. And remember, I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well.